now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Well, we had a choice, steak or fish. Yeah, I guess I'll remember I have this on you. How do you want that cook? Not to a crisp or bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. Newton and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is episode 61, Josh McDermott and Clinton Pickens. If this is your first time listening to the show, basically here's the deal. I take people out to lunch and record our casual conversation. That is it. That is pretty much the entire show. There is no interview. There is no agenda. I just casually hang out with people and talk about whatever comes up. And uh, a lot of times they're fun, interesting stories that I would never have heard if I asked them, where are you from? So that is what the show is about. This is episode 61, Josh McDermott. Clinton Pickens. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, You know Josh McDermott. If you don't know uh, the name, you know the face. He plays Eugene on The Walking Dead. He's also been in Mad Men, retired at 35. I've known Josh for many years through the stand-up comedy community. He's also hilarious, which uh, being nice and hilarious and talented... It's a decent combination to have as a human being. You can find Josh McDermott on Twitter at Josh McDermott, J-O-S-H-M-C-D-E-R-M-I-T-T, at Josh McDermott. And what I do every show, just so that there's no confusion as to who's who at the table, or it's a podcast, of course, so you can never really see anybody, I just try to keep things straight by giving you a little audio clip, my friends, Josh McDermott sounds exactly like this. We get down to the bottom, and the guy who like rescued me, like the lead firefighter or whatever, just lights up a cigarette. He just starts smoking, and as the other ones are like running tests on me and everything, and I just ask him, I'm like, how often do you guys like come up here? And he's like, this is my fourth trip up today. Oh man. <laughs> It's such a hilarious story. You have to hear the whole thing. And it's said in such a self-effacing and dry, hilarious way. Classic McDermott. Uh, Follow him at Josh McDermott. And don't forget to check him out on the season premiere of The Walking Dead, Sunday, February 8th on AMC. The Walking Dead. Good things happen to good people. I cannot be uh, happier. And happier for Josh. Uh, (laughs) My other guest, Clinton Pickens, you've seen him on Comedy Central. In addition to uh, his stand-up comedy, he's also a very talented musician. You can hear some of his tunes at his website, Clinton Pickens, C-L-I-N-T-O-N-P-I-C-K-E-N-S, ClintonPickens.com, and at Clinton Pickens on Twitter. Uh, Great guy, and the great guy... Clinton Pickens sounds exactly like this. I'm a fan of uh, the dude whose name, obviously I'm not that big of a fan. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And my girlfriend asked me the other day, she's like, just be honest with me. If you meet Chris Hemsworth, like if he like leans in, will you kiss him? Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> Maybe. I think everyone would make out with Chris Hemsworth if they had the chance. And for the record, if the man is attractive enough, it doesn't count as a gay experience. And with that, we ambiguously begin another Grabbing Lunch episode. Go to GrabbingLunch.com, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Uh, make sure and get every episode every week. You can do that just by clicking on the subscribe button on iTunes. Give it a follow on SoundCloud. We are currently at 630,000 followers on SoundCloud. Amazing. Be a part of the fun. Uh, We are on Stitcher Radio. All of those options and oh so much more can be found at grabbinglunch.com where you can also see pictures of my guests and listen to previous episodes including episodes with guests like Colin Hay from Men at Work Helen Slater who was Supergirl 
Will Wheaton from Star Trek The Next Generation, Kyle Kinane, uh, Jake Johansson. I could go on and on. This is episode 61. Uh, I have done a bunch more, so go back into the archive. Leave a comment in the blog posting. Get involved in the Grabby Lunch community. There I use the word community. Facebook.com slash Grabby Lunch at Grabby Lunch on Twitter. And... Okay, here we go. MattKnutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com, and at Matt Knutson on Twitter. Uh, I enjoy hearing from everybody. I appreciate the support. I couldn't do it without you, and I couldn't do it without my guests, so I appreciate them, too. Uh, speaking of guests, up, up, and away, here we go. Episode 61, Josh McDermott, Clinton Pickens, at Tender Greens in Los Angeles, California. Let's eat. What's up, you silly bitch? What's up? Ow, my feelings. Uh, I don't even know where you're feeling. That's okay. That's yeah, right. His feelings hurt. Yeah, Break. my silly bitch. Uh, we were just talking about maybe grabbing here and sitting out here. Yeah, that sounds great. It feels like this is one of those... Spots, there's always going to be a line, it's always going to be crazy inside. Yeah, and you have your like, what is this, alpaca sweater you're wearing with derms? Well, this is, I don't know what this is, I don't think it's alpaca though. And look, this table already has a dog at it, so we can. Oh, hey, dog, it's a pre pre dogged table. Speaker down here is not accurate, which is good. Oh, there you go. Do you guys want to uh, grab and sit in this corner? Let's do that. Okay, let's awesome. grab and sit. Grab and sit. Grab Thank and you for sit. hanging, guys. Yeah, good to see. You. I've been seeing Clinton in like it's been like maybe six or seven years. Years. It's been a while. Yeah. Has it really been that long? I mean, yeah. I remember the last time I saw you do stand up was at um, back when the Unknown Theater was still a show. Wow. So wow. However long ago that was. Right. Right. Yeah. It was long enough ago that I I remember doing well. <laughs> That's how I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember I killed you killed it. that night. Oh you yeah. Killed that yeah. night. Last time I did well, 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great, I love it. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yes. And I have to switch modes here for... Just kind of going gorilla. But. I have to switch modes for a bit and uh, ask real hard questions. Yeah, yeah listen, Clinton, <laughs> um, seriously... Clinton, why did you order that sandwich? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's just the question. All right, uh, hold on. Once you have your own gear, you know, then you can... Night you can at least tell yourself... Nightcrawler you is based on Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this particular. I, just, I show up to accident scenes and then I stab the person a little bit more if there's not enough blood. Okay. And then I sell that footage to KCAL 9. <laughs> Who always buys it. They always buy it. Great. I didn't, now, I, now I don't need to see Nightcrawler. Is that what he does? He goes and stages. Um, I've actually not seen it. Ah. I just made I made the joke and I hadn't seen it. That's okay. well, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, what it. better reason to you know give away the plot points if you've never seen it? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Spoil away. Well, I probably won't see it unless I get it uh, as a screener in the mail. It's a. Are you current on your dues? Are you a? Did you vote uh, last year? Are you a uh, union member in good standing? Um. So this year I got uh, Birdman. Uh, Which was uh, great. I but thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. I should probably before you go on. Yes. This conversation makes me so nervous. Okay. Because of my. Um, because when I find out about people who got screeners that I didn't, right. I'm like, why does Zach like oh, you more than me? It just right? shuts down your day, doesn't <laughs> I know. it? What just happened? But go ahead, I got Birdman, so we're still good. Uh, Birdman, I got um, Theory of Everything. Yeah. Um, Did you say the, the, eh? Theory of Everything? Yeah. Eh. You didn't like I it? Distinct, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was okay. Made a joke about noise okay. right after. Honestly, and you've seen it. I'm assuming you've seen it. Yeah. Here's my here's my thing about it is, um, I liked you immediately for no reason. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, I guess so. It was like the first time he goes to a party and they see each other, just like, now you're the thing. Well, the story was like, is being told from her point of view. It was like based off of her uh, memoirs or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I could see them kind of flubbing that a little bit or just kind of like glossing over it. But I thought Eddie Redmayne was I thought awesome. he did great. I, I thought, thought the movie was great. okay. I th- yeah, that's why I made the mess out. That's I know, I but then I, I just took offense, I guess, uh, thinking that you also didn't like Eddie Redmayne. I, I just think had he'll, to say that. No, no, no. I, I thought the performance was outstanding. Yeah, and he'll probably win the Oscar. I heard in the know. first cut that Stephen Hawking narrated, and it was awful. <laughs> 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 I 
Higgins with the zinger. This is where I really started to get <laughs> her on my side. <laughs> How would you even be able to tell if it was him or not? And he's like, you know, British, but he's got the kind of the American robotic accent. Of course. It's uh, like the only joke in the movie. Right. Is there, when they kind of like give him the, the, the robotic voice and like, it's American. And there's supposed to be like this hilarious moment, but at that point I was already like half asleep. Right. It just wasn't good. It's so funny. <laughs> you're backing off. You're like, wait a minute, you didn't like it? I thought it was just okay, and I kind of was half asleep uh, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you coming at? Actually, yeah, no. Well, that's what I do. Like, I, I'll stick up for a movie. Right. I'm even if I hated it. Even if I have no, devil's no, advocate from the beginning. <laughs> no dog in the fight. I'm still no. like, hey, fuck yeah. that, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. That was a really good movie. Um, I mean, his performance was really good. I agree. I, I like the imitation game better. I did too. Um, but Benedict Cumberbatch won't win the Oscar. Uh-uh. No. I also don't know no who. No chance? No. Michael Keaton? Who are we thinking? Um, it could Eddie, go to Eddie Redman. I think he's... Because anytime you play Eddie's... someone that has like a transformatively oh, breaking yeah. down, you know. I think, I think for sure Eddie Redmayne, but... If anyone will steal it from him, it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I thought he was kind of great. He stopped trying to play cool and sexy. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, all right, the toupee's coming off. I'm yeah. Gonna, uh, he was great. He it's was political, great. too. Like, he's had such a great career. You know, he's basically receiving this Oscar for Gung Ho. <laughs> Clinton Higgins with the zinger. You know, inside the trunk of every car, aren't we all tiny Japanese men? <laughs> yeah, I think we really are. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I was always a big fan of him. And especially, too, he was like, when you look at like the arc of a, a career, like being a stand up and then moving yeah. on to other things, not a lot of people pull that off. No. And I don't, almost no one pulls it off to the point that they are a. Like international blockbuster action star 100%. from stand up. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, we think about, uh, uh, well, I don't even know, Eddie Murphy kind of. Eddie Murphy maybe the closest. I mean, like, Jim Carrey had this massive career post stand up, right. but he wasn't an, a superhero. He played a villain in a Batman movie, I right. guess. But and every time he tried to do yeah. drama, people were just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Stop. Nope. You're well, Canadian. <laughs> What about the majestic? Stop, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That that meh sound you made earlier. That my mom did that after the majestic. When I was like, I remember going and see with my parents. And we walked out, and I was like, that's pretty good. And mom goes, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, mom. Okay. But you stood up for it. No. And then she talked talked you off the ledge. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I guess it was okay. It was pretty good. You're right, mom. Yeah. Yeah, I came in and berated him for liking it, but then I turns out I liked it too. <laughs> no, no. What do you mean it's no good? I thought it was one of the best. Man, I slept through half of it. Sure, I didn't. <laughs> thought the character arc was. Uh... You know what? I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I actually haven't. The moment I sit on the couch, it doesn't matter whose couch it is. I'm like ready for bed. I like start my body shuts down. No, yeah. I don't know if that's old age or how old are you? You're like forty-one. Oh. You're forty. Yeah. Congratulations, you made, you, yeah. you made it, man. Made it. I made it, Jim. I mean, at this point. You know, you can no longer say I have potential. <laughs> Whatever I did, I've done, and it's that's it. I'm forty. I'm gonna run the marathon next month, so I'm still trying to like you know, age, age gracefully. Are you what? doing that thing that like twenty-something girls do, where you're like posting your times on Facebook while you're, while you're training? Or no, I'm not. I mean. I'm not really telling anyone. I mean, we're sitting here hanging out. But last year I did it for St. Jude. And I was just like, ah, hey, you know, because it was, I needed to do it for fundraising. But this year I'm just like, I'm just going to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so, my, I, that's, that's what's called a brain fart. No, it's okay. It's happened. <laughs> it's all right. You were talking your, about sitting on the couch. And you were talking about you your marathons. Down. But I, I wanted to ask about your marathons. Like, why? When do you start carb loading? <laughs> what? I don't even know. It feels like that's something that should be done, right? But I don't. You don't carb load? Dude, I don't do any. Training that's like the outside. only thing I know about running. Yeah, because you, you get eat, to carb load, right? You get to have that free spaghetti dinner the night before, and just like, yeah. Anywhere you go, you just walk into an Italian restaurant. <laughs> I'm in the race. I'm in the race. Well, you walk into a Mexican joint, they hand you a plate of spaghetti. There you go. <laughs> you look like a marathon runner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. 
my yeah. friend my friend ran the rock and roll marathon in San Diego, and like you know she did all the, the training and all that like mm-hmm. with the group and like really like overtook her life and I was like really proud of her. I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm gonna come out to San Diego and cheer you on. Awesome. And it was so inspiring. It was like awesome to watch. I mean, fat dudes are out there running. Like I thought everyone was like really in shape or whatever. But you see these like fat dudes running. There's one guy who was like in June. One guy who's kind of kind of overweight. He's running barefoot, uh, dressed as Santa Claus. And I was like, and it was like mile 17. So it wasn't like he just started and like stopped. He wasn't crashing the race. Yeah. He like had a bib on. He was like, yeah, go for yeah, it, man. I was like that's awesome. And it it really made me want to run a uh, a marathon until I got home. And then I was like, man, yeah, um, that'll yeah. pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you ran year, one, and and it made you want to run I've run, again. I've run a couple. You got the runner's high. Is it, is no, no, no. I hate yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what happened is um, when I was 39, I was just like, I, I want to run a marathon. I want to try it once. So I, I signed up. I didn't train at all, and I just ran it, and it went pretty good. What? You, no training. Um, before I signed up, I ran 15 miles just to see how I would feel. Just as kind of like a heat check. And then last year I ran it, and then at mile 25 I had a heat stroke, and I blacked out. Wow. And uh, so I was like 10 blocks from the finish line. And that was just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to do one to do it, and then one to try and improve on, on what I did. And then after I blacked out on that, I was just like, fuck, now i got to do one more. You know, just so I don't push. I, I have to win. Right. So if I do three and I can kind of walk away. You think you could just go run ten blocks? <laughs> yes. I did. A week later, I went back to the exact spot where I dropped and, and finished. finished up. Good yeah, for you. And finished. But um, it hasn't taken over my life in that way. I just try and run like 20, 25 miles a week. But that's just like... Oh, that sounds <laughs> amazing. <laughs> just, well, that's at like, you know, you do it three, four times a week. You know, five, six, seven miles. So I'm not doing the full... And I'm not trying to do it for time. I drive like 20 <laughs> miles a day. Yeah. And that's hard on my body. Yeah. <laughs> my foot, my, pe- my pedal foot. My lower back's killing me from all this driving. That heat exhaustion will get you, man. Like, oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It was a bummer. There was a, there's a mountain in Phoenix called Camelback Mountain that everybody hikes for fitness and stuff. I've seen it. And it's it looks like a camel. It's intense, yeah. Um, and I wanted to like hike this thing. I wanted to just get up there and... You know, I grew up there, so, you know, and, and you go hiking around on these trails and stuff, but, like, Camelback was, like, supposed to be the big one, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, okay, I'm really out of shape. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll start hiking these other trails first and, like, kind of building up my stamina and that Warm sort of up. thing. Yeah. yeah. So I do that, and I actually, like, put together a nice little training program for me, and it, I, everything was going well. So I'm telling my buddy about this who hikes it all the time. He's like, dude, you don't need to do that. Just come hike. You know, like, you're treating it like it's this bigger deal than it is. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So we go out there, of course, you know. It's like mid April, it's a little warm. Um, I'd been drinking the night before and right. I didn't Which have I think much is good, sleep. a good part of any training regime. Yeah. Right. Regimen. There's, there's a good chance that any story I tell I was drinking <laughs> the night before. <laughs> but um at the biggest audition of my life. Drinking the night drinking before. Drinking the night before. Sure, drinking the moment before. <laughs> now, I think there's something about stand up that you're just like, ah, I'm gonna I'm going out and have a couple beers. Yeah. You know, it, it's built in. So so I get out to the, the mountain and um, I see there's like a bunch of firefighters coming down the mountain, like and they all got their like their hiking gear on and everything. Sure. Probably from a calendar shoot. Or yeah, something. right. Yeah, They're right. just up there, just like you know, showing off their sweaty muscles. <laughs> and uh, and they were, they had like rescued rescued someone up there, like someone got hurt. Because oh, wow. that's the thing, like tourists will go out, like they'll come to Arizona for like the Fiesta Bowl or whatever, and then yeah. they decide to go hike Camelback, and they. They're ill-equipped. Like, they're all... It's funny because it's always, like, they rescue some tourist with, like, a Wisconsin T-shirt on or something. And, like... Never wear your state shirt when you're going to do something that can hurt yeah. you. Like, they're in town cheering on their 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 team. Go and they're Badgers. just like, Yeah. Uh, I feel a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come get me now. Randy, I'm flush. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so we start hiking, and, like, I feel good, man. I'm like, okay, like, my... My calves hurt a little bit. I'm obviously going at the pace of my buddy who goes regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm like, I, I can do this. My lungs are fine. Well, we get like three quarters of the way up, and I see this old man um, who's like 
sitting under a tree. It's like the only Whoa. tree on the mountain. Wow. And he's just like, looks like he's about to die. And I just look <laughs> at him and I just laugh. I'm like, <laughs> loser. <laughs> and uh, oh, at this point, my buddy's like, hey man, you're kind of like slowing me up. I'm gonna take off and go to the top. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't let me hold you back. I'll meet you up there. <laughs> well, I'll be under this tree with, no, the, old with the old man. <laughs> well, as soon as I get done making fun of the old guy, I turn the corner and I pass out. Oh, whoa. like I just got dizzy and just like collapsed. Wow. Just total black. Oh, and I come to and the old dude is standing over me and he's like you want me to call 911 <laughs> and I'm like no I'm okay like I'd had like heat exhaustion before I'm just right. dehydrated right. and I'm like no I'm okay well meanwhile he's like calling 911 as he's asking me if he wants to and I'm just like I don't you don't have to do that right? you want me to hit send open the flip phone they just <laughs> park at the bottom every day and wait they Probably, do yeah. oh they do so so I, I'm fine like at this point like I get a little bit of water in me I'm sitting under the shade I feel much better to at least go down and um, all of a sudden like a helicopter starts like circling the mountain and I'm like oh shit that's for me and there's like a helipad they built a helipad on this mountain wow so my buddy comes down and he's like dude there's a chopper up here there's gonna be a rescue I'm like yeah it's me dude <laughs> he's like no way so he's like well let's get down so we start hiking down and literally this, this is how they figure out figure out who it is. <clears throat> Everyone stops and is, like, looking up at the helicopter, but me and my buddy are the only assholes, like, actually <laughs> running down the mountain at this point. So then the um, the firefighters, like, they, they land on the mountain, they jump out, and then a bunch of them have, like, hiked up at this point. And, um, and they're like, are you the... Are you the <laughs> Pretty much, are you the fat ass that passed out? That's kind of what they asked me. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, do you want a ride in the helicopter? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. He's like, well, okay, you realize this isn't a free ride to the parking lot. Like, right. we're taking you to the hospital. Right. I'm like, no, oh, okay, no. <laughs> no, right. I'll, I'll hike down. Like a tour of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, Please. that sounds great. Can we fly over my ex-girlfriend's house? <laughs> Which so, one of you is Rick or TC from uh, yeah. <laughs> Magnum PI? We'll give you a tour of Palolo Valley. So, so we're going down, and like Ty said, they're like, "Well, we'll walk you down," and they're like slipping and sliding all over, oh. and like the firefighters, they're like falling over, and I'm just like hiking down. It's like it's like the gravel's this not is that after loose. The helicopter took the helicopter off. took off, and then the guys who had hiked up were gonna like walk me down and make sure everything was fine. By any chance, did you spell goodbye in stones like Alan Alda? <laughs> the final match. <laughs> See you later. So, so we're going down, and like they're slipping and sliding everywhere, and they're afraid that like I'm not wearing a helmet or anything, but they all are. How's it going, guys? It's good. good. How are you? Do you guys need anything over here? Um, no, I think we're good for now. Yeah. Uh, is there any chance I could um, get you to take our picture? Yeah, not a problem. That'd be great. Perfect. No, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Not a problem. Let Have me a know good if you guys one. need anything. Thank okay. you. Appreciate that. Uh, I only took the pictures to derail your story. Uh, <laughs> oh, you. It's him. <laughs> Sorry. So, is there anything I can get you? Yeah, you so can. The helicopter has flown. I'm so interested now. Can, I am too. I'm engaged. Back up and interrupt my story. Again. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's about to get the crescendo. Let me get in there. Uh, so, so these guys are slipping and you have no helmet. So they like take off their helmet and give it to me because wow. they're afraid like I'm going to slip in. But like this helmet, I got a large head. This thing like was too small for me. It was like a medium or whatever. Wow. So, so you're exhausted and now you look awesome. I look great. <laughs> like, I like looked, a hiking yarmulke kind of thing. I look like I was so challenged, man. <laughs> and like, like I just wanted them to like hand me a tennis ball to carry down too and like I'm bouncing it. Hey, I could go down to the parking lot. So... <laughs> we get down to the bottom and the guy who like rescued me like the lead firefighter or whatever just lights up a cigarette he just starts smoking and as the other ones are like running tests on me and everything and I just ask him I'm like how often do you guys like come up here and he's like this is my fourth trip up today oh man <laughs> this, this asshole's smoking a cigarette yeah well it's hiking like- Camelback Mountain at least four times a day and I, I can't even make it once is that probably like That's a hilarious. phoenix like the Camelback department fire department like they probably have like a that's the Phoenix Fire like Department. That's probably the most action they get. That's hilarious. <laughs> but but um, at least from that station. But I know what you're talking about when you say passing out 10 blocks and having to go and rerun it like the last 10 blocks just to get over that. I'm like the next week I went out and hiked up there, saw that tree where the old man was, and it was just like I just moved past it. I'm like, I made sure that it was okay. And then I went all the way up to the top and it was like right. awesome. Okay. 
come back with your little helmet coming down the hill. And people are just like, good for you. You good did very you. good. Like you're a special <laughs> need. Like, I did it. That's so ridiculous, Where's man. the camels? I made it. I, uh, just a complete confession. Like, yeah. This is are you a Phoenix guy, too? embarrassing. No, I'm from Texas. You guys just met doing live stand-up and hanging out? We actually met at an audition because we're kind of the same type. Right. Like, uh, Josh's hair is dark now, but it's normally kind of... Blondish red. Blondish red. Blondish red like this. Yeah. Yeah. Ging. Ging-ish. Ging-ish. It was like a Taco Bell commercial Taco that Bell they commercial. were um, <laughs> looking for, like, pale red-headed dudes. Wasn't it, like... We very rarely see that in the But wasn't it, like, pale redhead. and then a whole bunch of guys that looked like us, and then there was a bunch of, like, really good-looking guys and a girl, and we were, like, the non-model roommates? Was that something that was happening? I don't, I that specifically, I don't remember what it was. I just remember you and I sitting there <laughs> making fun of everyone else who looked like us. <laughs> and, like, you, you and I had never t- met yeah. or talked before, but I'm like, oh, this dude's kind of fun, you know? But, like, in a commercial audition, everyone is, like, you know, there's always a couple people that are trying to, um, you know, they're on you know, they're trying to be the center of attention. Oh, you mean the worst? <laughs> the worst kind of people? Yeah. Well, they're also like, they're... Pew, 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 pew. They're nervous. Let me check. Uh, you're killing me. Yeah. You're absolutely killing me. <laughs> there like, is a nerve. You're they're right. nervous people, and they're, they don't know how to handle it, so they're just like blurting anything that comes to their, to their mind. They're just like saying it out loud. Right, yeah. And, and, and everyone else is nervous, so they're laughing. And I, Josh and I just have to be sitting next to each other, and we just instantly, like, simultaneously start bagging on everyone in the room. I don't think we even realized we were both comics. Like, no, because it wasn't until, like, that night I went and hung out at the improv, right. and you came in, I was like, oh, there's that fun guy from the audition. <laughs> right. Which has happened to me before, where, like, I've walked up to someone that I've either, like, been in the room with, or, like, sat next to it at an audition and had a conversation, and then I see them out in public or whatever, and I'm like, hey, man, remember? and they're just like, they shut down. They're like, I don't know who you are. Right. So there, it could Context. have gone that way, but the fact that you remembered who I was and I remembered you is like that's where our best friendship was uh, yeah. forged. Little miracles. Little miracles. <laughs> Little Hollywood miracles. Some people get addicted to crack. That sure. should go in George Clooney's book. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's true. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no no. So we. Hold on, actually, do we want the guy to come out and take a picture of us <laughs> before you get into the story? Get about 85% into it. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. The story's not, really just the story's not half as riveting. It's actually to give Josh credit for being a, for being a hiker of sorts because we... A became, fat hiker, let's be honest. <laughs> a fiker. A big fat hiker. <laughs> the, uh, we became friends or whatever, and so we, like, a couple weeks later, we were like, hey, let's do, like, the... Let's do the thing that everyone in Hollywood does. Let's go to Runyon. Like, let's do whatever. Oh, and yeah. I, by the way... Uh, not a huge guy. I probably look like I'm in mild shape, but like not great it looks shape. Looks like your like, chest sticks out farther than your stomach. Right. You got that. I got that thing going. So we go out to Runyon. Josh's like, yeah, let's go. And we go and we take the. I don't know for the people that listen to this that are in Hollywood, they'll know. Like, there's the hard. There's like a three paths that you take. There's like the hard, the medium, and, and all soft. of them are covered in dog shit <laughs> yeah, right. all the time. Right. So we go up the hard one. I have no clue what we're doing. We have to stop. We have to stop midway through because I am like Josh looks at me and he's like don't purple. even say midway man it was like five minutes <laughs> in it was not midway well, okay, so we you make it to the old man under the tree <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the old man under the tree he couldn't see us with binoculars like he, he was so, but I'm like I'm like breathing hard and Josh's like dude you're purple like we should not keep going you're purple like we gotta stop we gotta stop and I was like okay and that very similarly I mean obviously it's it's Runyon so it's no camelback but I uh I remember being so embarrassed and just like pissed that like the next week, I the same thing. Like I went back and I was like, "Well, I'm doing this." Yeah. You know, like if playing it, if it kills the tiger me. as you drive up. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I went up and I did it. And the funny thing is, I think it was more mental than anything else because when I went back and did it, I was like, "Ah." Oh. Like I think I was just trying so hard to like my new friend yeah. and impress him. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, something I didn't tell you. <laughs> about that hike is because then I walked you down like to the entrance of the park so you could leave and then I went back and like hiked it by myself had to get rescued off of it <laughs> <laughs> <Run you. laughs> so it's a scene of my life fireman yeah. Yeah, okay, there you go 12th time up today yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite ones is uh, if you take PCH up to uh, Temescal Canyon and if you it's probably like three or four miles up but then once you get to the top if you look to the left, it's like kind of the downtown, but it has a whole sweeping thing of like Malibu and the ocean. You just mm. like almost want to like throw your hands up and just like right. I'm alive. I'm it's here. like one of those. Last time I went, I went with uh, Mike Kaplan and Zach Sherwin. Mm. If you know those dudes, I know Mike. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a fun hike, and also too, you have so much time during the day. A lot of times, you're just like, well, I got, I got seven hours. I go for a hike, and yeah. I never feel bad if that's the way I choose to spend if you my time. Do something, yeah, yeah. 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 My girlfriend uh, took me up for my birthday. Uh, I always want to get go hike with her, and mm -hmm. she's not as into it as I am. And then she like was like, "Let's do this for your birthday," and right. I was like, "All right." So we go up to Franklin Canyon, uh, which is in Beverly Hills, which oh, is yeah. extremely mild. Like there's right. no like whatever. Right. We get to this one point, and she's like, "Does this look familiar?" And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "This is the the lake from the." Entrance of the Andy Griffith Show, like the opening oh. credits, which is like my favorite TV show of all time. I've never seen that place. Wow. I like lost my mind. It was the, one of those just cool like that is amazing Hollywood. They shot this North Carolina thing mm -hmm. up in Beverly Hills. So. That's the Did thing. You start whistling. Did you start whistling? Then? Got his fishing pole falling down to the watering hole. And then I looked over, and Ron Howard was hiding in the bushes. So. <laughs> That's what he does now. He hasn't produced in a while. Yeah. You just yeah. After that race car movie, I started yeah. living in bushes. <laughs> Was it Rush? Rush. Yeah, after Rush. Yeah, after Rush. That's, that was that was his. Uh, I kind of liked Rush. Oh. Did you? I did. But I'm I'm a fan of uh, the dude whose name. Obviously, I'm not that big of a fan. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And my girlfriend asked me the other day. She's like, just be honest with me. If you meet Chris Hemsworth, like if he like leans in, will you kiss him? Right. I was like, what? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or you answer too quickly. Yeah, I'd fuck him. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't gonna just like kiss. So you liked yeah. Rush. I did like Rush. Black Hat's out now. James that's the billboard that said yeah. Nicky yeah. Lauda. Let me tell you why you're wrong for liking Rush. <laughs> okay, please. And I liked it too. And I didn't see it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it. Josh. Halfway through it. He doesn't <laughs> defend movies right off the bat. He hates them. No. Did you see Rush? No, I didn't. I didn't see Rush either. But I did. Um, I was driving down uh, Hollywood Boulevard and. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard, guys. Hate to brag. But they were having, the, they were having the, uh, um, the premiere of Black Hat. At the uh, theater, and they were directing traffic through, and so I like had to stop because it was all down to one lane, and they would let cars go intermittently. So right when I was pulling up, um, they you know how like at the premieres across the street they have like fans kind of like lined up. Right. Um, people got like really loud really quickly. I was like, what the? And uh, it was Chris Hemsworth. He ran out in front of my car across the street to like go glad hand people and like sign some things. I was like. No, he's, he's a giant he's dude, He's handsome right? and charismatic. Six, one, two. Oh, you know. that's like small well, I'm six, dad. two, so I, anyone who's taller than me is giant. Right. Yeah. I don't know, you're about six, two, right? I'm like six, one. Six, six, one. Barely. Anyone bigger than that is five, tall. Five, ten. Going, five, ten. <laughs> but uh, he was all in like this gray, like kind of pencil suit, and you just like... You're a movie star. You're a movie star. You're a movie star. Yeah. He's uh, really good looking. He's an extremely good looking dude. Um... Yeah, my wife is in love with him, and it makes me feel bad. Hey, like, there's a, probably a lot of people that it wouldn't make you feel bad, but like him, it's like, ah, he's so. I'm kind of into him. Because really, honestly, if I just like lost weight and like you know was working out and like doing and like got a good haircut, like I would probably, I could probably. And now I feel like a dick for even saying it. Compete. <laughs> I was going to say compete with him. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I would just be like, oh, yeah. But so I just feel like I'm the fat version of him. Right. And so my wife likes him, and then I just feel bad right. about right. myself. And I just compared myself to Chris Hemsworth. I you just say, honey, I'm the gettable version of Chris Hemsworth. You got me. The looks... fish is in the boat. Put the pole away. I'm here. Uh, Can I move this? I don't want to. Yeah, move whatever you want. It's fine. Does she come with you to Atlanta, or um, what's your... She goes back and forth, so um, we got uh, we got an apartment out there. Cool. Um, and then, um, you know, she works here. She's an interior designer, so she has to oh, go I back and forth. That. Yeah, she can't really have her uh, uh, clients, can't work for her clients out, you right. know, in L.A. while she's in Atlanta. Right. Very much, so <clears throat> that's what we do. It's stressful. Sure. It's difficult, yeah. but it is Champagne what it is. problems. Yeah. I like Atlanta. I've been out there many, Atlanta's many times. Atlanta's great, yeah. man. Do you do spots out there? No. Oh, God, no. There's a great scene. Yeah, I know. I, I'm school. lazy. Yeah. I did the Funny funny Farm oh, in yeah. Roswell, like, oh, yeah. five years ago, mm -hmm. six years ago. It was, like, in one of those weird times that sticks out, uh, like, when you go on the road and you, rem like, I remember that weekend mm -hmm. I was uh, I was headline not headlining I was featuring for Chris Porter mm -hmm. Chris Porter fr friend of the show <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> but it was like it sticks out to me as like 
because Chris kind of he drew a crowd. Yeah. And they're yeah. all happy to the be last there. Last comic standing. And I was just like, I had this amazing weekend. Like mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I had this amazing time. I was like one of those times where you're like, this is why I do it. Ugh. And then like a week later, you go back and someone throws something at you. Oh no! <laughs> like, yeah. This is why I. It's, it's those shows where you go and write in your journal. Never give up. Uh, <laughs> so that the next week when you have horrible shows, you can reread your journal and be like, oh man. Right. I'm glad I'm reminding myself not to give up. Rodney Dangerfield painted houses well into his 40s. Oh. <laughs> oh. He was terrible at that. Uh, he had to worst. succeed at stand-up. Yeah, I was on a, uh, this is, you know, a few years ago, but uh, I was on a Cartoon Network show. And so anytime they needed, like, promos or anything like that, instead of having a crew here, it was all Turner. So mm-hmm. I fly out to Atlanta and do the uh, do the stuff there. Oh, wow. But I run around and do spots here and there, like little five points. You ever gone hung out in that area? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's a, you know it's it's a great town, and uh, I say oh god no that I didn't do spots just because I'm like exhausted at the end of the day when I'm done shooting and stuff. So I don't want to then go hopefully get a spot somewhere and right. you know. Um, well, you could, I'm sure you could hey buddy people once you. I get, you know. I get yeah. Well, I had my uh, I got a like a booking agent. I don't know. Do we still have the same like agent? No. 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 When Ian came in and there was that whole new regime. Yeah. It was God bless good night. Really? And it was so funny because I remember we had this conversation. You're like, you're like you out and on the road. I was like, ah, every once in a while. You're like, I don't know. How do you stay at the agency if you're not doing the road work as much? I was like, eh, I don't know. And the answer is, uh, I don't stay. You don't. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I think when they came in, um, they just wanted to jettison whoever they had, you know, from Stu's guys. So yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have stayed, but. Well, know. yeah. I mean, I don't know that it. Um, I mean, ultimately, I, I, got, I have a. A friend who's an agent, he just and not not for standups, but you know, I just ask him like, you know, how do you kind of uh, groom your client list and stuff? And he's like, I only try to keep people that I'm excited about. Right. You know, he's like, there are people that are funny or good actors or whatever, but if I'm not excited about them, then I can't sell them. I can't like help them as much as someone else who would be excited for. Get so, on the phone. Yeah, like I get that, but also like, how hard is it to keep someone on your client roster? And just like you're gonna send Josh McDermott to go do a headlining set, and um, we're also gonna slide in Matt Knudsen to feature or whatever, you know. In in this scenario, I am headlining. You are featuring for me, and Clinton will open. Oh, what? You guys will alternate. And then we'll we'll take turns washing dishes and cleaning up. I did not even ask to be in this scenario. And I'm dragging you into it. It's a whole tour. But it's like it's not hard to just keep someone on that client list. I would think, you know. Now, obviously, you don't want a hundred people on your list, but. you know, you got TV credits. You're a funny guy. Like you, there's. I just, I'm taking offense. That's it's, all right. I didn't. Say it's it's all, it's all good. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. The best. But I did call them and I said, hey, could you, you know, like hook me up with some of the comedy clubs in Atlanta? And they're like, oh, sure. And um, I like, you know, was in contact with all of them. They're like, yeah, anytime you want to come down. But they're only open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe a Sunday. Right. Maybe a Wednesday for an open mic, but like as we shoot, like we shoot overnight as the week towards the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So like I'm getting out of there at like eleven or twelve, and I just I'm exhausted. The like, last, last thing, thing I'm gonna do is go do a spot. Right. And um, doing stand up to lead to other TV projects and bigger things. That's a lot of times that's why you do stand up. Yeah. You know, unless you're working on an album or you're trying special. to go on tour or a special. You know, to go and do five minutes just because, like, oh, I haven't been on stage right. in two months. It's well, like, eh. I try to do other TV shows to lead to different stand-up sets. <laughs> That's how That's, you do it. I've just always done things backwards. Like, if I do one more Mad Men, I can get into this open mic that I really was yeah. hoping to... Josh is like a Hollywood savant. He didn't realize it, but he went the, he went do. backwards. That's what yeah. you do. <laughs> I've wondered why it was so hard. <laughs> yeah, God, I've been fucking up. See, I start with major motion pictures, and then I just slowly... Yeah, slowly work, work my, my way, way into down. a web series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, I thought that the Oscar would render more sets. Yeah. I did. I thought that it would, but it didn't. Yeah. I'm an offer-only guy for a web series. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, man. Like, I get, I'm getting offers to do stand-up sets now and it's like I haven't performed in a year right you know I'm so rusty Clint and I were riding before we met up with you and like I'm 
I'm, you know, I got this bit that I'm like, oh, I'm excited about this bit. And then Clinton, like, punches it up, like, so much more than I thought. I was like, oh, I right. thought it was in good shape already. Like, now it's in good shape because of Clinton. Oh. And then I feel bad about myself because right. it's it wasn't good to begin with or whatever. So I'm just like, There's that. Ugh. There's that. Yeah, I was on the show uh, with somebody last night, and we both kind of, like, walked into it. And we were like, Ugh. You know, when you look around, you kind of see the venue and the, and the crowd, like... But we both went up, had a really good time, and he was working on new stuff because he's trying to get his one-man show together. It's just like... Is this John Leguizamo? It was John Leguizamo. He's doing... <laughs> That's all he does he's is one-man shows, Wong right? He's doing two Wong Fu. Part two. He, two did, he did movies to get into one-man shows. Yes. That's what he did. Leguizamo's. Yeah, but sometimes you end up on these shows and you're like, um, yeah, I'm already... I'm already, I'm already I'm committed. here. I'm committed. Yeah. yeah, my name is on the little Facebook event. That's pretty official these days. That is, honestly, that's, for years, that's how I gauged if I was going to do it. If you get there into the show, it's just like, well, my name's on the poster. I better, I better do it. I better stick this one out. I never back out of a show. No. I never do Because either. unless, you know, there, there's a legitimate, like, it's actual work, but there's times where I don't want to do the show. Obviously, I think we all, like, it's like 9 p.m., the show's at 11, you're like, right. what? When I booked this, why was why didn't I, like, right. figure this out? But it's 9 and you want to go to bed or whatever. But um, I never back out because I booked a show, and uh, it's like the hard. It's like so hard on the booker when you back out. And like the show I was booking, what Clinton is now booking. What is it? Um, it's a Saturday Saturday show. Oh, on, cool. Uh, had you done that? I don't think I have. Oh, I didn't have you, you do no, that in Burbank. It was like our. Got you on the <laughs> no, um, no, I haven't. No, oh, I, I thought done. I thought I had you do that one. It's actually no. from a stand-up standpoint. It's kind of a. I think before I was booking it or whatever, um, the, there's a group that runs the show called Robert Downey Jr. Jr. They're like an improv group. I do know those guys. I have done their show before. Yeah. Okay. So that's and you've done that's it. My that's my group. That's right. With uh, Fortune Femster. Femster. Yeah. Femster. Yeah. And uh, um, God, you guys did improv, right? Um, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. We may have done it's it at, at the Falcon, not the Falcon, but the. Uh, no, it's right next to the Falcon right in Burbank. Yeah. That's right. The Sidewalk Studio. Sidewalk Studio. But that was like the sketch and improv group that I was a part of, and, and Clinton's now a part of it. And um, so we would book, you know, another improv group or a sketch group, and then we would do a stand up, and then our group would close out the show. But yeah. I, and that's why I thought I'm I had pretty, you do that. Yeah, I did. I did do that. Yes, thank you. Well, you can come do it again. Hey, thanks. Whatever. Yeah, you're just know that I booked him first. So we were actually talking about that before we came over here uh, because I was telling him that I had uh, tried to book a comic and I had had like I had this comic bail on me like three or four times and then bail on me basically forty minutes before the show. And the way the show is set up, there's one comic. Right. It's a great room for a comic because it's tight, small. There's like 60 people. They're sitting on the stage. It's a hot room. It's in between two... two, uh, They've already seen some comedy. So they're like laughing. They're having a good time. And and so other than like telling the comics that there's not a mic, which does throw some people off, you know, it's small enough that you don't need it. Other than that, like that's all the prep I really give them because most people want to do shows. And I was telling him earlier, I was like, this one comic, like... Has bailed on me sometimes, and my my phrase to him was like, "He's dead to me now." Right? Yeah. He, he's he's dead to me, and then he named off like two or three people, and he was like, "Yeah, no, they did it to me." No, but, like I'm there. Are these people, there's some people that some comics like I'm going out of my way to like like treat them like crap <laughs> because they they backed you. out on a yeah. show that yeah. I booked them on. Make it easy. Yeah, and it's like it's if you if it's a day or two in advance, it's gonna suck for me. But I, you know, it's that's when you back minutes. out. Right. Forty minutes. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so um, that's why I will never book Bill Burr or Louis C.K. again. <laughs> they are dead to me. They are dead to me. Sure, I was dead to them oh. first, but now they're dead to me. Yeah, you I know, ran O'Brien's in Santa Monica for, for years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, um, I, I mean, I get, I get it. Especially, you're, you're doing all the producing and all the all the work. It's just like, all I'm asking you to do is show up at 845, hang out. It's like the show's from 9 to 10. Show yeah. up, maybe, maybe. Hey, I'll bring a date and have a beer. Yeah, it's. But the, the thing in Burbank that's interesting is because there is one comic, and it makes you realize how like lazy so many comics are. Because <laughs> there's only one comic. A lot of them will show up late because they think no matter how many times I've explained it to them, right. you're the only comic on the show. Right. They think that they can like sneak in yeah. later in the evening, like between this comic and that comic. Well, no, you're it. You, so you were you the only guy. If you right. don't show up on time. 
I have to go up and do it for like the fifth <laughs> month in a row, and the audience is sick of me because they have a lot of regulars in the audience that come back, and they're just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's the white guy, guy again. Again. The, the red <laughs> Is he dude. doing the, uh, the Wonder Bread bit again? Oh, Wonder Bread! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it is that joke though. is stale. <laughs> oh, oh. Josh McDermott with the zinger. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bringing it now. Yeah, it's too hard to, uh, uh, to go out there and not commit. To you know, yeah. to doing to doing a good job and doing doing your best. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. But I do go out of my way to uh, <laughs> make sure people know that they're dead to me. Right. Sure. That's what you, I think you yeah. have to do yeah. that in life. Right. Someone pisses you off, you have to you let them know. Let them know. Just spite. Just let that <laughs> drive you. Just venom. That's what right. I try to do. I know? never, rarely, if ever, do I do this. Are you but, giving uh, out my phone number? I'm going to give out your personal phone number and your and your email address. Well, are you going to bring up a name and then show it to me and say, "Is this the comic?" Because no, I've this had a is what I put on Twitter this morning. If you want to read it out loud. Okay, this was uh, at Matt Knudsen. I'm, I am saying your last name right. It's perfect. M a t t k n u d s e n. Right. He says, "Never forget how people treat you, and never let them know you remember." Oh. You should favorite your own tweet. I think I just might have to favorite that one. That's the Hollywood hack, you know? Oh, yeah. That should be a segment of your show, your last tweet. (laughs) Everyone go around because I feel like, obviously that one's topical because it's like literally what we were just talking about. But I have a bad habit of telling people in public like, oh, and then I tweeted this thing and someone's like, you tell me what you you tweeted? Right. Um, You know, I could just uh, ignore it in your feed. (laughs) <laughs> making me ignore it to your face. Um, uh, do I follow you on? on do uh, we follow each other? I'm sure we. Oh yeah. I'm sure we must. There I'm you sure are. We must. Are you gonna read your last tweet? I'm gonna. F- I'm gonna favorite your tweet. <laughs> and then I'm gonna retweet it. It's happening. In uh, it's the only reason I brought it yeah, up. Well, I was just hoping that somebody. <laughs> God, somebody somewhere. God. Um, yeah. Someone mentioned their bitterness, so I, <laughs> so I can get this tweet retweeted. So my last tweet yes. is uh, actually a retweet. Yeah. Never forget how people treat you, <laughs> and never let them know you remember. Oh, touche! Self righteous dick. No, you don't that. want. I mean, my last tweet is actually promoting another podcast. I was right. On. Well, what is it? We'll link the it. Greg up. Fitzsimmons it's podcast. Fitz Dog Radio. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that guy. I think he's really funny. He's super funny. Yeah, he's we've great. never really hung out or spent time together, but every time he, I see um, him, he's one of those guys I want to see what he has to say. Yeah. Well, back is, when I did radio in Arizona, like he would come through and do our show because he'd be doing like the Tempe Improv or whatever, and then he wants to promote our shows. And, like, for the hosts of the show I was producing, like, all they cared about was, like, that you're funny. Like, come in and do your jokes. That's, like, any comic listening to this, if you're going to do a radio show, go do your jokes. Like, you're promoting your shows or whatever. Like, give people a reason to, you know, you're selling tickets. Give people a reason to come. Sure. So, if you're not going to do jokes, like, you better be damn interesting. Yeah. And that's what Greg would do. He would do, like, a few jokes here and there, and then he would just, like like talk about things that are like really interesting we'd have great conversations and he was like a a favorite guest of ours cool Um, Sebastian Maniscalco and I'm just I'm calling him out I mean this isn't like a call out but I'm just I am saying his name Um, he's so funny yeah hilarious right yeah one of the funniest guys came on our show and just like sat there and was like yeah no uh, yeah I'm doing shows this weekend like he was talking quiet and all this and I'm like dude just tell your jokes right. talk, about the, flip like, flops. I talk know, about the flip flops I know you're funny like right. all you gotta do and like we had him on in one segment and he left and now at that point like he may have um, you know not may have been like that many times. maybe he hadn't yeah. done it that many times or he probably wasn't getting a door deal or anything so maybe he didn't care about selling tickets you know but um, you know Someone like Jay Moore Talk is about in Prince there. and his purple boots. Talk about the purple boots. Yeah, it's like, just do it, you know? But, the, the, you know, Greg Fitzsimmons, we keep him on for an hour. Yeah. That's going to help him more than, you know. So, Sebastian, if you're listening to this, and I know you are, <laughs> I'm, I, 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 only, you. I only said that. And, that and in his defense, Sebastian's defense, that was eight years ago. Yeah. Right. So that's why, you know, like Clinton said, well, like, maybe he didn't know that. Because, I mean, there's things that we don't know, and you just yeah. learn. But... Uh, my friend John Asher uh, directed his most recent Showtime special. And so I watched it and I thought it was really, really funny. 
Yeah, Sebastian. I, I Sebastian's hilarious. He's got. A, I saw him at the store last week. He was him and like the the thing, the Vince Vaughn thing, way back in the day. Yeah, the, the Wild West comedy. Wild West Wild comedy West. thing. Man, like so I remember, I, I was a comedy store guy at that time. Like I was always mm-hmm. the comedy store, and I I knew Sebastian, I knew uh, Cap, I knew all those guys. Right. But I didn't really know them. Like I was kind of new on the block, and sure. so if I got like a good job after a set, I was like, "What? what? This is amazing!" <laughs> and then I watched that, and it made it even. Like I saw Sebastian was like just kill it, and then Brett Ernst. Oh my god! Was like a mind meltingly good. Yeah. Like, I thought. Like, yeah. yeah. Track I, uh, suit. Adidas track suit. <laughs> it's just a, hey, you just kind of own it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I used to do. Um, Matt Balaker's show. Maddie Ballgame. Maddie Ballgame. The one on I think Sunset? Is, uh, yeah. At the Red Rock? Yeah, yeah I think he's living back here. But it's not Red Rock anymore. It's now... The Den? <sighs> no, it is uh, the something Evelyn? social... Or something social house social or whatever. Social house or something. Um, which, by the way, I, I read a thing on like TMZ that Justin Bieber likes to... Uh, the, the upstairs room where, where Matt's show was, yeah. that's now like a private dining area. Oh, really? And that's like, supposedly like... Justin Bieber's table. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, a, it's like the parlor social house, or yeah, not the parlor, like, no, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like why? It's, it's not like, like he Frank just Sinatra, loves that room. But like Frank Sinatra and those guys used to like have like amazing luxurious places. Right. He's like his private dining room's like above a hookah lounge. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, <laughs> so the log cabin Republicans, which are you know gay Republicans, right? Um, and I don't know if they're a part of Hollywood. It almost feels like an oxymoron. But it does. Go ahead. It's yeah. But so I don't know if it's like the Hollywood chapter or if this was like the nationwide chapter or whatever. But they were meeting upstairs in that room, yes. and Justin Bieber came in and was like, "Who are these guys in my room?" Like. It's not like his. He just right, likes, right. that's where he likes right. to sit. And um, so they're having their meeting, kind of like strategizing, like how, I don't know, some politics, I guess. How to meet men. How to meet <laughs> men in the Republican Party. And um, and then Justin Bieber just goes in with his friend and just sits upstairs with them as there's like 12 dudes meeting and just sits and waits for them to finish their wow. meeting. Is this wow. the cover up for Justin Bieber being a gay Republican? Yeah, he is. is this story? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a scoop. <laughs> you heard it here you first. You heard it here last. Grabbing lunch. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here last. TMZ had it two months ago. Yeah, I uh, uh, I always liked doing that room because they had a piano. So every time I was yeah. on the show, I was just immediately just sit at the piano. Did they really? And just start to, yeah, it had, it had a full grand piano in the corner. Well, the, I, I bring that show up just because that was like such a fun show. Great job. Because Maddie would always have people from Chelsea Lately coming on and just like great comics yeah. and that's where I first saw Brent Ernst mm-hmm. Brett, Brett Ernst um, wasn't on the Wild West thing I, I caught that after the fact but I was like who is this guy yeah. like how do how is he not like wildly famous right now right. I'm just going like that, 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 that's something that would always frustrate me is like never hearing of a comic and then seeing them for the first time and they're like amazing amazing and I'm like what yeah. I'm so pissed like why haven't I heard of you like the, yeah. think of all the time lost you know <laughs> that I think we're good thank you yeah thanks uh, yeah, I say it all the time. It's never up to you when it starts, and it's never up to you when it's over. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you're just kind of, you're on the treadmill. Uh, yeah, you, come, come. Yeah. You, you, now, now you're a thing. You yeah. Know? You, you just know. have to have a few people say you're a thing, and then you're a thing. Uh, yeah. Brett, uh, he did stuff, I feel like, at least back when I saw him more regularly, he was doing stuff that no one else in the room was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, when he when he would talk about, like he just his top, his, I think so many people... Everyone's got a Facebook joke, probably. Everyone's got a, like, whatever joke. But his stuff was all, it just seems so, like, the storytelling, which Josh and I talk about all the time. Man. I love storytelling. Mm-hmm. I love it when someone, like, strings together their bits into this, like, kind of beautiful story that you yeah. can kind of follow and go along with. And yeah. I feel like Brett did that a lot. And yeah. I think a lot of the best ones, uh, it's a story, but it has a laugh every line or two. Right. You know, there's, there's <laughs> right. something about the... Um, I don't even want to say like the new school storyteller things in the, in the alt room is just like all right, it's a story this happened to me last week and you know so it's a thing about a laundromat and it's like four minutes and uh, there's kind like, of moth style yeah and there's yeah. like maybe like two or three or four laughs and it's just like it's cool but if you took that story to the Tempe Improv you would be eaten alive yeah you need to there's a apart. there's a balance you have to strike with that and when I started out in stand up I was um Someone had, was telling me about like Daryl Hammond, right? That's the yeah. SNL guy. Yeah. Impressions um, did the Clinton and all. Yeah, he, he would was... he would shoot for thirteen laughs per minute. Oof. So he would record yeah. a set and then he would like time it out. Okay, I got twelve laughs. 
during that minute, I, like I'm shooting for 13, right? And Larry the Cable Guy would shoot for like 11 or 12 or so, like which is a lot. So I'm like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And I was just like, I mean, my first three to five minutes when I was starting out was just like riddled with jokes and it was like on fire. And then I had no gas after that. Like it would just kind of like tumble. And then, so then as I'm trying to get into more storytelling sort of things, my frustration with that is like, how do I maintain that 12 laughs per minute in a story? And it, you, you realize that that doesn't work. Like you you have to be able to be compelling and tell a story that, that people want to hear. But you also, one way to keep their interest is to be thrown in some jokes, right. you know? So to have three or four jokes within a five-minute story isn't going to cut it, you know? Right. You and need Henny, to have, Henny like Henny you Youngman's said, not going up there and telling a story about going to the dry cleaner. I mean, Henny yeah. Youngman is just, he's got... Well, he's dead. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> We're not uh, wheeling Henny Youngman up here on a handcart. <laughs> but he, I, I bought his, one of his, like, a... Uh, Specials, or you know, it was like on iTunes or something. Right. Somebody's uh, filling up a bucket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think that. But it, it, his whole um, special was about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And that was that. That was the whole thing. And then he always, he, my favorite thing is he would pepper with, uh, "I love this crowd." <laughs> and then he'd just say that probably every two or three jokes. He'd, I you love know, it. I love this crowd. Uh, I definitely made the mistake before of like going to do like a storyteller set like you know when I made up my mind like oh that's what I like yeah I remember actually I had a phone call with Josh one time uh, from Dallas after I had done uh, there's a club there in Dallas called Hyenas yes mm. um, and the guy Randy that owns them he owns for a while he owned three I think there's just two now Fort mm-hmm. Worth in Dallas Texas and uh, he's always been great to me and puts me up to like headline and I went in with that and I was like you know what like I'm just gonna break with the normal I'm gonna do stories I'm gonna uh-huh. tell you stories and I had a couple in mind and I had like worked on them, but I hadn't really ironed them out, and I <clears throat> I didn't have the jokes every couple like whatever, and I ended up basically telling a chunk of a story and doing like three minutes of stand up that I knew worked, and then finishing another. <laughs> like I remember like because it was when you're not when you're so used to hearing laughs yeah. and laughs and laughs, you also lose your confidence when you're going into the story and there's not like immediate laughter. You're like ah uh, ah, uh, uh, and so like I'm what's re- that on my forehead? That's flop sweat. That's flop sweat. Oh my god, it's over. God, I need this. It turned into Gil from The Simpsons. God, it just you gotta do it. Oh, hang in there, Pickens. That's a decent, uh, a decent Gil. Oh man, well, he was on a Cartoon Network show. That's true. Right. I was a live action. I didn't do the voice. He did voiceover uh, for the live. I did voiceover for live. I, I am Gil on The Simpsons. Uh, what show I think was Pink it? Azaria said he did that. It's Jack Lemmon from Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. I, I held that. I held that pen and I told him you gotta yeah. fucking. Sign <laughs> and he signed. Uh, it was called Out of Jimmy's Head. It was their it was their attempt to do live action mixed with animation. So was, was that like Bill Dwyer on that one too? Bill Dwyer was in that. Rachel okay. Quintance, uh, and then the lead voices were um, Tom Kenny, Brian Posehn, uh, Paul Rubens was in the, the like. It was a movie of the week, and then they made it into wow. That. Tom Kenny like uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob, yeah. Tom this, and Carlos Alice Rocky. Like, was Carlos this before so or after? Uh, was that before or after Spongebob? Uh, it was during. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was during. So he's he just needed need more money? He's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just one of those guys, all he does is work. Yeah. You know? Carlos or Tom? Well, Carlos, Both too. I went into a voiceover uh, audition, and, and Carlos was saying, you know, I've done shows with Carlos. Right. You know? And uh, he's a very funny guy, and I love Reno. Super nice. 911. Yeah. Nice guy. And, you know, met him a couple of times, but never really, like, chatted with him. And uh, so I go in for this audition, and it was... For whatever reason, we like we had to wait an hour, and it was just me and him sitting on this like bench together. Yeah. And I just got to pick his brain wow. about voiceover stuff, and it was like it was like if someone could sit down with Louis C.K. or like Seinfeld and just like get, you know, tips yeah. on how to do things. And what I was did just he like, say? I don't remember any right. of it. <laughs> well, it, it meant such a big impact on me. I didn't. Remember I just sat there going, "This is amazing," yeah. and I didn't hear one thing he said. Yeah. Actually, one thing he did say about voiceover stuff was, um, so he'll do a voice, but then he'll try and get like, um, like he'll have a funny voice like this, and then he tries to do like four or five different octaves with that because that'll give him, you know, five or six different voices. Then, right. so it's not just not just that one voice like this right. he'll do it up higher he'll do it lower you know or whatever and wow. that just gives him a, a, and I was like oh shit that makes a lot of sense he's kind so, of fun to watch do stand up because of all the voices oh yeah, yeah. you know and he also is super uh, I've featured for him before and he's so casual kind of in his like. you guys want me to get these trays out of your room sorry to interrupt oh, oh no, 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 no you're not interrupting yeah that would actually be great 
Thank you. There you go. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Got a problem? Got it. Yeah. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he has that uh, uh, different levels on stage, too. He does yeah. it different. Well, he's also just, uh, like, the times that I, like, featured with him, he, like, <laughs> like walked out and was like, hey, here's what I'm going to do in the show. Like, I'm going to do some impressions right now. Tell some jokes in a minute. Like, it was just all kind of like, nah, we're all in this together. But by the end of it, they were all kind of like, it was like sitting in someone's living room. Cool. They're all kind of just enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped pursuing voiceover uh, just because you go on so many auditions and it's either you get it or you don't hear anything at all. So you're like, eh. The last one I booked was uh, with Norm MacDonald. And I kind of had that experience that you had with Carlos because it was for like Radio Shack or something. And so we were like sitting in the lobby as they were like reviewing the tracks it was just like kind of like me and Norm and like one other dude for like we had 45 minutes and yeah you know, we didn't talk about voiceover but he was you know I talked about comedy and I didn't really try and uh, ingratiate myself as a comedian because I don't see myself as a Norm McDonald you know what I mean right, it's like right. hey, hi I'm an open micer yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was super nice is really he, funny it's like conversationally I, I guess if he doesn't know you're a comic, there might not be the inspiration or the the need to, to do jokes right. or talk about comedy. Is well, he that the other funny? guy, like, oh, he, yeah, he was super just, funny. Yeah. Everything he says just right. Well, he was also talking about uh, like golf. He talked a lot about golf and like bought it. He like bought a new putter, and everyone was making fun of the putter because it was like some counterbalance thing that it wouldn't be allowed on the tour or something like that. Yeah. But just just his timber and his like yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a, a putter in there. Show me, uh, you know, he doesn't talk like that. Like he. Does on stage, he doesn't push it that hard, but he does talk like that. He does talk like that. Yeah. That's kind of his voice. He brings it down here, and he's just kind of regular. That's awesome. The wiener dog. <laughs> I loved his joke. I think he came through the Tempe Improv like 2001, late yeah. 2001, early 2002, after um, you know the big attack on our country. And he goes, uh, he's like, ah, yeah, hey, uh, so sad. Have you guys forgotten about? Uh, September 14th <laughs> it was so stupid it was so stupid but I, like I pissed myself laughing and like people were just kind of like chuckling like wait what yeah. I didn't get it it's September 11th dummy <laughs> but I'm like that's a joke man yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. is there a thing like do you guys think that it's yeah. a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And no as a comic when you hear someone who's got that thing like that voice that's so particular or that, that, that not pentameter but that rhythm whatever it is right. that the thing that goes impressionable impressionable yeah like they have that thing that makes it to where like I feel like Norm Macdonald could read the back of a cereal box and we'd all just laugh you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah a friend of mine was saying he saw him when he was in college in Iowa and uh, and he walked the room he like he'd bombed so hard that everyone left but he was like enjoying himself and the joke that made it happen was he's like he's, yeah I was watching a, a, a porno and uh, it is with woman uh, she, she fucked a pig and uh, and like I felt bad for the woman because you know she had to go home and honey, how was your day at work? I fucked a pig, and he's like, I felt even worse for the pig because he had to, he had to go home to his wife and then and fuck a pig after he fucked a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so like Bible Belt, and so everyone was just like, oh. <laughs> fuck that pig. <laughs> There's an aspect though to the way he tells it or, or says something like that that you're just like. It's not even a. It's like about the September 11th thing. It's like not even. That's not even the joke. Right. Yeah. The joke is, the joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, uh, that's great. He's great. I love him. I've been standing with him once, but I've never actually spoken spoken to him. I saw him and yeah. Jim Jeffries one night. Was there wow. a room called the Blue Goose? Yes, Blue Goose Lounge. Yeah. yeah. And I did. I did Blue Goose Lounge. It was just the three of us. Wow. It was weird, and I went up in between them, which was even weirder. Wow. Sounds like the greatest night in comedy. <laughs> it's like one of those nights where you're like you're terrified though, because like your game, like you're like oh, like Jim Jeffries just did like he's like practicing for a special, right? And he's doing all this awesome material, and I have to just kind of go up and right. do. Well, this is the three minutes I did yesterday at the comedy store. It's one of those nights. Like, it's one of those nights where you go home and write in your journal. Never give never up. Give up. <laughs> what a perfect time to end it. Uh, at Josh McDermott on Twitter. Macanutin. Yeah. On Twitter. Clinton's on Twitter. Okay. Uh, you guys are. Amazing. Dude, thanks for having us, dude. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you. you. Never give up, guys. Never give up. Write that in your journal tonight. 
Thank you to Josh. Thank you to Clinton. Thank you to you for hanging out. I hope you guys had a good time. I had a good time, as usual. Go to grabalunch.com. You can see pictures of these guys, as well as other guests that I've had. Listen to previous episodes. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Share it with your friends. Sharing equals caring. SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter. Uh, Facebook.com slash Grabbing Lunch. And, of course, you can always find me, Matt Knutson.com or Matt Knutson on Twitter. Find Josh and Clinton. Support what they're into. Don't forget to watch The Walking Dead Sunday, February 8th, season premiere, season 5 on AMC. New episodes of the Grab and Lunch podcast come out every Saturday, so please do not be a stranger. And in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night. This has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalibari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. 